just how long would you wait for somebody to come around if you thought they were the perfect person, right? Like, would you give it three months? You know, they're like, I, just, I'm, I can't be in a relationship right now. Or maybe say, well, six months. Well, she's waited for literally one full year. But you got to hear, like, his reason of why he hasn't committed. And is it worth sticking around today on the show? Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What is it for you? It's Tuesday for you, right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Steve Kramer. So glad you're here. 500 bucks in the way in just a couple seconds, too. It's a podcast that I do with my mom because she's just the greatest. She has the best words of wisdom. Let me introduce you to her. This is my mom, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. So what was this game that you were playing this weekend? <laughs> so I ordered a new game called I Should Have Known That from okay. Amazon. And I honestly wanted some time to kind of look at it before everybody came this weekend mm-hmm. to kind of My, get a uh, sense. I think I edited out yesterday's show of, of what you did over the weekend. So you had oh. my both my siblings, Brian and Dramaggie, come up there, and they're two significant others. So there was, Correct. what, six of you guys up there? Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, so I bought this new trivia game that's called I Should Have Known That. And I didn't have a chance to look at it. And so we played that. And basically, you ask a series of four questions. You know, you go around and you get negative points if you don't answer the question correctly based on the question. It could be minus one. It could be minus eight. Okay. Which I got a lot of minus eight questions. Or you get the point if you answer it correctly. So Maggie and I didn't fare so well against the guys. So now today, I'm going to start studying those questions. <laughs> Wait, you're going to go through and, and like cheat and like read the cards? That's correct. I am. <laughs> oh, that goes against everything I know about you. <laughs> That's so, not cheating. So, That's just obtaining knowledge. <laughs> so you're going to go through and, and read all of these trivia questions. And then, so then when the next time people come over to play it, you're already going to know all the answers and then be able to win. <laughs> There's no way I can know all the answers because I'll forget them if it's more than a week. But <laughs> anyway, but they have an advantage. They, the younger people have an advantage over us older people. Well, like read me some of these questions. Let me hear how hard these questions actually are before you start cheating over here. How many baby teeth does a child usually have? Mm, 32? No. 20. <laughs> so you're okay. now minus three. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You should know this. Which president resigned after the infamous Watergate scandal? Nixon. Yeah. So you okay. get one point. Oh, so just now, one? So, wait, every question has like a weighted amount on there? Only negative if you don't get it correctly. For oh, every so correct you answer, you get one. Well, that seems so, unfair. This seems very outbalanced. Like, how do you ever catch up? Outbalanced? You mean unbalanced? Yeah, unbalanced. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. All right, keep going. Okay. How many months of the year have 31 days? Can you remember that little rhyme? 30 days no, have September, I don't April. I think I ever knew it. Uh, January does. Wait, it has 31 days? Uh-huh. March Just 31st sounds right. Uh, April 30 does not sound right. 
May 31st sounds right. Um, June 31st does not sound right. July 31st does. That's four. August 31st sounds right. Uh, September 31st does not sound right. Uh, October 31st does. November 30th. Uh, seven months? Is it seven? You got it. Right, look Plus at that. See? One. Okay, so I'm you still down one. I right, keep going. You come on see home, you get you come on home even now here. and show these kids who's boss okay. at this game. Who was the first European to land in the Hawaiian Islands? Oh, Lord, I don't know. Do you know that? Like, if you didn't see the <laughs> no. answer, would you know that? No, of course I have no idea that it was James Cook. So you lose is. four points. Why, why four points? It was three last time. I know. It depends on the question. It could oh be you, you could lose one point or you could lose like I lost eight points. How, on one question? Yes. What like which which questions do you remember any of the questions that tripped you up the most? I didn't know the name of our solar system. What do you do mean? You know like the, the Do you know the, the name, name of, our- of our solar system? Uh the Milky Way, right? You do know that. I thought the Milky Way was like a constellation of stars. Uh, I think that's right. I don't know. But you're right. That is the that's, that's super stressful. That's worse than like Monopoly. Like Monopoly <laughs> is like the worst. Actually, I was, because Monopoly just takes forever. It's like one of those games. Anybody ever actually really, without breaking the rules, gotten through a round of Monopoly <laughs> with like four players? Not two, but like four players. I don't think anyone's actually really gotten through. The worst game, though, that still to this day gives me so much anxiety, I still won't play it because it just like brings back so many traumatic childhood memories, is Operation. Oh, gosh. Afraid the buzzer will go off? Operation is that game we have to go through and like pick out the bones and like the organs from somebody, you know? Um, And like if you hit the little metal side of of the piece you're pulling out, then it's going to buzz at you. And I like it used to traumatize me for some reason. I don't know why it just gave me so much anxiety. So uh, I I cannot play that game to this day. If somebody just pulls it out, I'm like, nope, no, uh-uh. not me. No, I'll well, do you it. don't have to worry. I got rid of that one. Maybe okay, because it traumatized you. Probably. You know what answer so I? You know what answer I did get correctly though. What? You'll be so proud of me. Who was one of the brothers in Super Mario? And I knew it was hmm. Luigi. And who do you want to thank for that? <laughs> I know. And they all went, really? I was like, uh, who plays like Super Mario for the last 37 years? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 37 years of training, pretty much. At least 30, 30 probably Maybe two 30. years. Yeah, 30 years of training over here. So I'll take credit for that. I'll get the points for that one. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's so much stuff back in the day. I think the other things that traumatized me as a kid is – like Chuck E. Cheese. I know now that like, the oh, animatronic man. Remember how scared I used to be of that? Yes, and he was scary. Yeah, there used to be this gorilla. And I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but please like call or text in 888-Kramer8. 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8. But there used to be a Chuck E. Cheese band, right? And I know now it's like mm-hmm. super friendly, but it's animatronic. And there was a gorilla in the back that either played like, I think he played the either guitar, I mean not guitar, but the, um, was it a keyboard? It was, was a keyboard. Player, remember? No, he was a keyboard player. That would terrify me so bad. Like I would, I would always tell my mom, I don't want to like stand too close to the stage because, like, 
I don't like the looks of that guy. I don't like the looks of him. He's scary. He's too scary. Do they scary. still have that? Is that still a thing? Chuck E. Cheese? I don't with know. It? I don't know if it is or not. And anybody call about that too. Number one, does anybody remember that terrifying creature? Because I don't know if that was, <laughs> it was just a, a Georgia gorilla. thing. Yes. And um, also, do they do they still do that at Chuck E. Cheese? There's no way that still that that show cannot exist at least in that form. I'm pretty sure they change it to something more friendly. But anyway, eight 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 Kramer eight. I want to remind you too that this week we are doing this $500 giveaway, which is really big. And I'm hoping that you have already taken the time to uh, to take a part in this and, and enter your name and your phone number to do this because somebody listening to one of our podcasts is going to win $500 and someone for sure from this podcast is going to win a $50 SDCCU gift card. And it's so easy to win. So basically, I, th- I told you a little bit yesterday that we're teaming up with other podcast friends of ours. And one of them is The Upside with Jeff and Callie. Uh, the other one is a, a one called Newsworthy. And there's one called Cheaties. And we're all just chipping in money to make this giant pot because what we want to do is introduce and be able to talk about the other podcast to you. So what we're asking you to do, it's so simple, is just to listen to our show. And we just need you to text the word for this podcast. The word that you're looking to text is Vegas, V-E-G-A-S. And don't text that to the typical phone number. Text that to the contest number, which is just 555-888. So Vegas, V-E-G-A-S to 555-888. My mom had a panic attack. What time was it? One Four o'clock in the morning this, uh, this morning for you, mom? My time. Yeah, what happened? I thought you you misspelled Vegas yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, I was going to tell you when we were finished and then I forgot about it. And then I woke up at four o'clock and I was like, oh my God, he misspelled Vegas. I'm going to text him and be sure that he gets that right. Oh my God. I actually, I get a text from a guy over at SDCCU, one of, one of the guys that, that works, um, Kasaku, who is their, their marketing guy that I've been working with. And his, his wife is a, is a really big, a big listener of the show and a big supporter. And I guess, I, th- I think she listens to it every night. And so the mm-hmm. episode had just come out. Luckily, he was like, hey, I'm pretty sure you misspelled Vegas. And I went back and I listened to it. <laughs> And it, I said V-A-G-A-S. Uh, I spelled it right the first time, but then I repeated it. And I said V-A-G-A-S. And I was like, oh, man. So here I am. It's literally the episode's already been released. And so I don't know what version of the episode yesterday you got. But just so that we're very clear, you spell Vegas V-E-G-A-S. And I, I was just talking fast yesterday. So uh, speaking of SDCCU, thank you for to them because they're powering this whole entire contest. So um, thank you to them. And just uh, get important. Go check out the podcast, friends. Text the word Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, to 888-Kramer8. Mm-hmm. Um, we we got a lot to cover on today's show because I know that we're, we're getting backed up over here. Um, number one is I want to tell you about my trip, my top secret mission that I went on this weekend, um, which I can't... I, you know me. I think if you know this show well enough, you know that I'll <laughs> eventually get to a point where I can tell you what's going on. But right now, I just still can't. Uh, but this is the first time I've flown on an airplane since the pandemic. The last time I flew on a plane was like February, I think. I was going out for a, a job interview. That was like right when it was still kind of a joke. It was like mm-hmm. late February, I think. And it was still mm-hmm. kind of a joke. And I remember mm-hmm. like I remember like still kind of like wiping down things and you know washing my hands a lot, but it wasn't like like now. So this is my very first time. And I left on Friday around noon San Diego time ish. And um I will say 
first off, there's a lot of people flying. Uh, more, I mean, it wasn't packed. I just thought maybe the airport was going to be empty. But I can tell you, as someone that lives in the flight path, it, it ain't empty. People are out there. They're traveling. They're they're doing their thing. Um, I would say my first plane going to my mystery destination was maybe 70% full mm-hmm. and my uh, my plane coming back was probably 50% full. The one coming back wasn't mm-hmm. bad at all. It, it, That's it, good. Uh, I could sit kind of a few rows away from everybody and everyone was required to wear a mask and uh, it was it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, but it was also just busier than I thought it was going to be. But of course, you know, now I get back and I'm like, Oh my God, like I've got coronavirus now, you know, I'm like paranoid in the back of my head that I've got this damn thing. So, um, I, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm still a big believer in if you can stay home, stay home, like please yes. don't go out and just leisure travel. And I trust me, I didn't even feel good about going out and even going on this trip, but I just felt like I had to go do it. Mm-hmm. I had to go like check it out. And um, again, I'll tell you more about it later. But it was almost like a. Well, we a, can say that it was a business trip, right? Sure. You didn't go for pleasure. No, it was, something, it was something I had. It was something I had to go do. Uh, yes. It, it, it felt like. Yeah, not leisure, but I felt like if I didn't go do this, that I was going to possibly regret it. Mm-hmm. And so I then braved the the conditions and, and I went. I'll tell you, though, I'm a, I'm a terrible packer. I don't know about you, but I'm a terrible packer. <laughs> I tend to overpack, but I'll always leave out something. Like, so I'll bring, let's say, you know, for this, it was a, literally a 48-hour trip. And I like I had like six shirts. But I literally, mom, listen to this. This is so terrible. I literally didn't bring one extra pair of underwear with me. Oh, no. I wore wore the same (laughs) underwear from Friday morning (laughs) all the way through Sunday at at noon or one when I got back. Oh, (laughs) my. Tell me that's a first. Tell me that's a first. I I hope so. I also... (laughs) Um, I also brought shoes, but I brought no socks with me. I brought oh, no. no socks. Oh, so, like I said, I, mm. I had like like seven outfits, no underwear, no socks. I'm just terrible at packing. I'm just well, so the bad. Socks and were probably not a big deal, right? Well, well, I mean, I couldn't wear shoes then, so I had flip flops. I, I brought flip flops to wear on the plane with me, uh-huh. but I was just gonna wear those on the plane. But once I got there, because I was gonna be around other people, I was at least want to have clothes towed shoes on but i i just for some reason completely forgot to pack those two things so (laughs) here i am around some pretty important people i'd say all right flip-flops which is so california you can't be more (laughs) california and showing up anywhere but california maybe florida wearing wearing flip-flops so um but all in all it was i mean i i you know if you have to if you have to travel it's not the scariest thing in the world Mm-hmm. Um, but I still like, listen, if you don't have like, date, please, please don't like go on trips right now. Like on vacations, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like there's something you got to get to, like, you know, let's just say there's a funeral or something. You really just feel like you have to go or a job thing that you just can't pass up or whatever right. go, but, and be careful. And you know, my, my thought is too, and I don't know if we have any flight attendants that listen, but I'd love to hear from you at 888 Kramer eight. If you don't hear of like these huge spikes, with flight attendants, you know, you feel mm-hmm. like if it was scary to fly that you hear all these horror stories of like, you know, 
well, seven flight attendants died today, but you don't hear like those kind of stories, you know? Well, supposedly the ventilation systems in the planes are really great, like better than most restaurants. Yeah. So, well, I'm, I'm hoping that I, I'm hoping that I did okay. I mean, I felt like I was pretty good around. I mean, some people just don't give a damn about mask and I, it kind of freaks me out as a hypochondriac, but you know, it is what it is. I, I did. I know I got back from that trip and I'm like, okay, I did the absolute best I could have done on that trip. So, yes. um, this mystery trip and I hate to be so vague about it, but you know me, I'm not going to lie to you or ignore the fact that I did it. And I'm also going to tell you whenever I can. So just be patient, please. Now, did you come home and take a shower and hand sanitizer? <laughs> Yes, basically. <laughs> and I've been taking like so many vitamins too since I got back because I'm just like, oh my God. Vitamin like, C, vitamin D, echinacea. Is, yeah, yeah. Is today the day? Is this, yeah. I mean, I'm still going to be so paranoid. And the problem is, it's like real talk. We'll just have some real talk really quick. Is I st- have like a scratchy throat, Me but too. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm thinking it's just allergies because I went to yes. a place that I'm not used to, you know, and so I'm thinking yes. maybe it's just allergies, but. You know, I'm not going to lie in the back of my head. I'm not like, well, this is it. This is how mm-hmm. I die. Shouldn't have gone. Mm-hmm. Should have just stayed home. Should have mm-hmm. just been on my best behavior. I want to talk about too. I want to talk about podcast magazine because we haven't had a chance to talk about it. I wanted to post something over the weekend though, because it was such a big deal. And I now want to talk about it though, because well, I, I feel like I had to say something on Saturday. I would have just waited till I got back and was able to talk about it, but I was, I literally was mid flight when I found out that we are thankful. I shouldn't say we, because this had nothing to do with me. Uh, you, you voted this podcast, the number three podcast in the country in podcast magazine this month. Right. Like that's crazy, right? So crazy. So awesome. I mean, it's like we're growing so fast. You know, last month, and I didn't even say anything about it last week. I didn't honestly, I didn't really know it even existed. Mm-hmm. And I know that our buddy Jeff has been pushing for our show on there, but I, I didn't say a word on our podcast. I'm sitting here and I get a tweet that just says, "Hey, by the way, Certified Mama's Boy is the number 15 podcast this month." <laughs> and I was like, "Holy crap!" So then last month, I. Reg- not regrettably, but begrudgedly, I just hate asking for people to vote for you. I feel like it's so. What's the word? It's just so um, self-serving. You're, just, you're uncomfortable you know? asking for anything. Yeah, I just, I, I, I just feel we're like, vote for me. Like, I don't know, I don't like it. But uh, we did last month, and so then because of you guys, we ended up literally number three in Podcast Monthly Magazine, which just blows my <laughs> mind. So let's start by saying thank you, because obviously yes. that just shows that we have like the third greatest listeners in the country and that maybe the world i don't know if it's the world probably not the world but it's the country like that's crazy to me like out of this little podcast uh, we, we have the, the gonna... best we have the number one listeners well, well they the just problem. all didn't vote yeah yeah there you go <laughs> but they have they're another not, chance <laughs> they're just not the most participatory uh, that's right they're the greatest but it's not exactly. the, the most participatory uh so but here's my problem is i just don't know how much bigger I want to to get on this chart because number one, the number one show was our buddy Jeff and Callie's, right? And that's the uh-huh. Upside Podcast. Mm-hmm. Very deserved. They work really Love hard for them. It. Yes. It's a great show and they they work really hard in like promoting it and getting their people to vote. And so I would never, 
I would never want to beat Jeff. I would feel because this is basically Jeff's idea. This podcast is, you know, to like get it off the ground. I think I told you that story a little bit yesterday, but Jeff dollar was basically the one like, Hey, like you have no choice. You have to do a podcast. So if I ever were to beat him, I would just feel like trash. So, um, the only problem. So like, then it's like, I would happily be number two, right on this chart but the podcast that beat us mom i don't know if you saw the whole list or not is a podcast called thank god cancer saved our divorce now how in the world am i supposed to beat that podcast like i would i would feel terrible like that sounds i have not i have never listened to an episode of thank god cancer saved our divorce but the the silliness of our podcast versus like how serious that podcast sounds uh-huh. like holy crap i like y'all been through a lot it sounds like it sounds like y'all mm-hmm. been handling a lot between cancer and a divorce i just got a divorce y'all deserve to be number 2 so yes. i i i don't know like now i feel awkward being like let okay I'm, come on guys let's rally the <laughs> troops and let's be number 2 this month because i feel like then the poor thank god cancer saved our divorce is going to be like well no. This just kind of goes with the way our life's been going recently. Oh, for, no. We, we oh. fought cancer and got through that. And then, oh. then we saved our marriage. But uh, oh. unfortunately, we're number three now. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I I mean, like, I want to be number two. I mean, like, I, really, I'd love to be number one just for bragging rights. But, like, I don't – we can't beat Jeff and Callie, right? There's just something <laughs> that's just sacrilegious about that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, like I would feel just <laughs> garbage. So anyway, so we let's gotta- just stay at number three. So everybody vote <laughs> in August and we'll just hold at number three and be happy. It's fine. Yeah. It's so fine. Let's, we will wrap because here's the problem too, is I also, we can't drop now either or I'll feel like trash. Like we right. can't. You know, if all of a sudden we end up like number 30 next month, I'm going to be like, well, well now what? Like the, the, being in third <laughs> place is not an easy spot to be. 15 was like still like, yeah, it's just kind of whatever. But like, wow, number number three. So now I feel like I've kind of got to rally the troops a little bit because we can't fall out of that main spot, that that top three spot, you know. So um, let's just vote and <laughs> We'll see how it goes, but if you want to, uh, I'll put it down in the show notes. You can go vote for our our podcast if you feel like it's uh, if it's worthy of it, or you can just go to Google. It's easy to go to Google too and just type in Podcast Magazine Top uh, Hot Fifty. So Podcast Magazine Hot Fifty, right. and it'll pop up right there too. But we've got you know it's only the fourth when this gets released, so we got a little bit of time. So we'll keep reminding you, but we can't fall out of the third spot now. So no. uh, we've got to stay in at least the top five. Got to. Got to. Got to We've gotta so, do it. <laughs> please, if you've got a second right now to vote, that would be awesome. Uh, but don't vote too much because we just can't beat Kelly and Jeff. <laughs> um, all right, Mom, we get to get to the quote. We got so much going on today's show. Okay. Today's quote is from Karen Mason Miller. And we were talking about Karen this weekend. Wouldn't you hate for your name to be Karen now? It's a bad time to be a Karen. <laughs> so yeah. Bad. A bad do you know Whoopi Goldberg's name is Karen? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> she got lucky. I'm glad she rebranded yeah. when she did. Me too. I didn't learn that in the trivia contest, though. No. Um, okay. So she says, Your life is your practice. Your spiritual practice does not occur someplace other than in your life right now. And your life is nowhere other than where you are. I think she's saying is that, you know, you're, everything, we are human 
beings. We are human. We are a human body and a spiritual being, right? Mm-hmm. And that our life becomes our practice. Our spirituality is what affects our life. It comes out in everything about who we are when we get in touch with that, right? Right. So it doesn't occur someplace other than in your life right now because you're mm-hmm. living it. You're living your spiritual life because we are spiritual beings. And yeah. you don't have to go somewhere on a spiritual retreat because you just take your spirit with you. So you need to nurture that spirit within you every day right where you are because your life is your practice. That's what's so funny about crazy Brian is like, you know, he's crazy and my brother and he's on the spiritual journey and he, he just felt this need to go to India. I still got to get him back on for a longer podcast. I just have been so swamped. I haven't had a chance to really plan it out, mm-hmm. but he's, he was like, I got to go to India. I got to go to India. Like, I just feel like that's where I need to go. And it's like my spiritual practice is going to take me to India, blah, blah, blah. And then he goes to like, he spends all this time in trouble trying to get ready for India. And then he goes to India. He's like, meh, maybe I was wrong. You know, <laughs> um, I think, and I don't know about you, but let's like, I would, I would assume, I'm just going to assume um, that most people that are spiritual or religious mm-hmm. that listen to this podcast are most likely consider themselves Christians. I would just have to assume, right? So what I would be curious about, and I'm just going to take Christianity as an example, is mm-hmm. do you feel like you've grown more spiritually because of like what you have read in a Bible or you've heard at church, or is it by what you've experienced yourself? I'm genuinely curious about that because you know I consider myself to be a spiritual person. I don't consider myself to be a religious person. Mm-hmm. And you know I, I sit here and I can read books and listen to audiobooks and blah, blah, blah. But like most of my spiritual growth Mm-hmm. has i would say it's it's like 30% of like what i have learned and like 70% of like what i have done mm-hmm. and i would have to assume that's probably most people's experience too but i just wondered when it came to religion if they felt the same way like when you feel like you've grown the most religiously do you feel like you have grown more at church or do you feel like you've grown more with like kind of the practices of you know maybe the 10 commandments but then how like how you've played them out in the real world, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, see, my answer is totally different because I was so dedicated to the church. Sure. I mean, I grew up in the church. My life has been, my life experience has been the church and the teachings of Jesus. And through Jesus, I connected with my own spiritual self. Right. Um, so, yeah. So mine, mine is different. Um, my experience is different, but it's my life. It's my mm-hmm. life experience. It's my spiritual experience. Right. So um, to be able to like so separate those two, it's not just mm-hmm. about, and that's just what I've picked up. It's just not mm-hmm. just about what you're reading, if it's religious or not, or spiritual, mm-hmm. whatever. It's really how those things that you're reading get put into practice in your real life, right? That's Yes, and how the Spirit it. speaks to you. Yeah, I think we're all led. We're all led to the, by the spirit within yep. us, and um, that the spirit within us speaks to us and calls us to be the people that we are. Yep, that's a good quote. I like that one. Thank good. you for sharing. You're that. welcome. 
Uh, okay, so we'll take a break. We'll come back here in a couple of minutes. How long would you wait around if you thought you had met the perfect person for you? Because she now has been going on for over a year. He's not committing. But when you find out why, maybe you'll realize that it's, the timing is just terrible in the situation. But is he worth it? We're going to get to it. That's my mom here in a couple seconds. Another big shout out to our friends over at SDCCU. So glad to have them as a part of this podcast. I uh, told you yesterday they, were, they had joined on at San Diego County Credit Union, who was a big supporter of me on the radio. And now they're, uh, we are their very first podcast that they are supporting. So I'm like, we got to do a really good job with these guys because this is like the, this is like the, the chance. I don't want to ruin this further podcast out there too. Right. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I genuinely love SDCCU. I've got my checking there. I've got my savings there. I've got my, uh, my mortgages through SDCCU. I can tell you a little bit more about that because I, uh, through this pandemic, I mean, I lost my job and then we went through a pandemic, but they, they really came to the table to support during this time. Uh, I, I don't know what I would have done without the mortgage support from SDCCU. And I, it's like nothing I've ever experienced at a bank before. Uh, it's why they keep getting voted as San Diego's best mortgage loan provider. To me, it's not only the fact that they can like help you finance the home of your dreams, but then when things go bad like they did this year, SDCCU honestly really stepped up. And they didn't ask me to tell you that part. Like It's not part of this whole thing, but honestly, like, I don't know. I don't think I'd still be in this house. I think I would have lost my house a couple of months ago. Like if I didn't have SDCCU. So, Mm -hmm. um, just a personal shout out to these guys. You pay zero closing costs on select mortgages up to $3 million. That's the one I have. And it was really helpful because you save so much money. And if you really think about the, like do the math on that, you could literally save like $5,000. It's a big saving. So mm-hmm. I've done the research. I love SDCCU. It's good people. Like don't put your money in a bank. Just don't. And, uh, it's not the same as when you put your money in a credit union. It's like the people and like what they're willing to do for you once you get there. So uh, when you're thinking mortgage, think SDCCU. It's San Diego County Credit Union. It's not big bank banking. It's better. Federally insured by NCUA. Subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. Certain terms and restrictions apply. For details, call 877-SDCCU for you or apply online at sdccu.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Skillshare. Let's talk about Skillshare for a minute because we're all stuck at home right now. We're all looking for creative, fun stuff to do. Most of us are like finding new avenues to do that. Like, for example, this podcast is exactly that. It's an online learning community where millions have come together to take the next step in your creative journey. Like things you may have wanted to take time to learn in your life and you just haven't done it in now's the time. Like now's the time. Creative writing, for example, right? Like I'm an okay writer, but I'd like to get better. And they've I've got so many courses on Skillshare. Now let's let's talk about you though for a second. Animation, uh, fine art, how about music or music production, photography, like your Instagram pictures could always be better. <laughs> Graphic design, illustration, crafts, thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people. I want you to check it out and I want to give you two months free to go do so. So when you join Skillshare now, go to Skillshare.com slash Kramer. You're going to start with two free months of premium membership and start exploring your creativity today. Seriously, check it out. It's like two months for free. So like, let's go support the podcast. Go support our friends at Skillshare. Skillshare.com slash Kramer. Okay, how long would you wait around for the perfect person? Like how much, like seriously, if you, if you like met somebody and you're dating and they seem great, like how long would you wait for them to like commit to you? Do you have a timeline in your head or have you been through that before with somebody where you're like, 
all right, you know, we're going to date for like three months, but they're not serious about that after that. Well, she's been waiting for over a year now, but you got to hear the reason of why he's dragging his feet and decide, like, is it worth her hanging in there? And we'll do it with Ask My Mom here in a couple of seconds. First, it's back to our certified fans. Yay. Yesterday, <laughs> we didn't do it because it was just such a crazy show. And uh, so I want to say hi to our certified fans really quick. These are, that's my favorite part of the show because my mom gets really excited for this too. Uh, mom, how would you des- describe what a certified fan is for people that have no idea? Oh, someone who really enjoys the podcast, enjoys our great community, loves our Facebook page when we all support each other and have such a great time. Just um, real authentic people, yeah, being real. Right. We're just being real. All we ask for is a $5 monthly donation to the show. And when you do that, you become a certified fan. You get $5 off the merch store instantly, so like your first month is pretty much covered anyway. And uh, so we would love to welcome you. And if you text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8, uh, you can uh, you can become a certified fan today. So we want to say hi to some of our newest certified fans, and that would be Christine S. from San Diego. Whoop, whoop. And Joanna G., who is from Mesa, Arizona. And our friend Audria L. Audria is from Escondido here in San Diego. And Larry J. Larry J. is actually listening from Hawaii. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That is cool. That's really cool. Very cool. Uh, his, his city he's from is called uh, K A I L U A Kailua, Kailua, Hawaii. So, uh, welcome. We're, I don't know how you found us. You now, now, Larry, you've got to reach out and let us know how you found the uh, the podcast because we want to hear that story too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just call the number eight 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 Kramer eight and then tell us the best part about Kailua because I want to know. I'm guessing it's Ka- maybe Kailua. Or tell us how uh, to pronounce it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, we will uh, we'll say hi to more of you guys tomorrow, but we would love to get you as a certified fan. Text the word FANS, F-A-N-S to 888-Kramer8. And uh, again, thank you to every single person that has become a certified fan to support this show. Yes. Okay. Ask my mom time. Simple, pro- uh, simple premise here is that you may have a question you don't feel comfortable asking your friends because they're, they're too close to it or maybe your family, you just feel uncomfortable or you haven't joined BetterHelp yet for therapy. So you can ask us and we'll just give you our opinion. And the thing is, too, is that everybody listening, the podcast family then comes through, uh, you know, and, and gives their advice and their personal stories of where they've come from in certain situations. So it's just kind of a feel good thing all the way around. All right. This came in as an email. It said, Ugh, how long would you wait around for someone to get their act together? I met a guy a year ago and he still won't commit. Or as he says, he can't commit right now. I met him late July of last year, and for three weeks, he was everything I've been looking for. And then his mom died. And I was there by his side, and I even helped him, his sister, watch uh, by watching her children because the mom used to step uh, step in. Oh, wait, because the mom used to, so I stepped in where I could. We're basically acting like we were dating, but I knew we needed some time. Well, in December... I was asking him about Christmas plans and he wanted to go to Vegas to meet my family and he panicked. He said he was not in any place to be in a relationship because of the loss of his mother and it just felt too coupley. I respected his wishes and we still continue to talk all the time. Basically, I played the role of his girlfriend just without the title. And also he told me that he's not seeing anyone else. 
after the holidays, things started to feel better, more like we were in a relationship. Fast forward to late July, and I asked him the question again, and he acted like he would start pursuing something like that with me, but it just never became official. Then in March, he lost his job, and I was there for him again. It was part of the coronavirus. I kept supporting him and waiting. In April, he said something again about how we're not in a relationship, and I asked him what he meant. And he told me because he's just not ready to be in one until he can get his professional life figured out. And now here we are. It's literally been over a year. And while I want to be patient and understand, he still is at a place where he doesn't want to call this a relationship. How long do you think that I should wait around for him to get his life together? I think that after a year, even though I know he's been through a lot, I should have some type of commitment from him. But on the other hand, is it, is, is it that important? I know your mom will have some good advice. I love the podcast. All right, mom. Hmm. What do you think about all that? So obviously a commitment is important to her. Right. And I really want to encourage all of us females to ask for what we want. For so long, it was that the women met the men's needs, right? And ignored our own That was certainly my case. Now it's time for us to be equal partners. And if we are looking for a commitment, we need to put it out there and let them know, let our partners know what it is we need in a relationship to make it work for us. It doesn't mean that what they need is not important, but we need to put our own needs out there. And it sounds like maybe she's not doing that, but she sounds like a wonderful, compassionate, caring person who really cares about this guy. Um, And I think that she should let him know that she wants a commitment or maybe she needs to move on. Some guys can't make a commitment. I mean, it sounds like he knows it. I don't think it'd be any kind of shock that that's what he's looking or that that's what she's looking for. But Uh I mean, it also sounds like, I mean, his life has kind of been in disarray, you know? Well, it has, but she's been there for him. Because it's, I mean, like, I can definitely relate to this because, I mean, that's how I am right now. Like, I can't think about being in a relationship right now. Like, I don't have my professional life together either. So mm-hmm. I don't disagree with him. So what do you expect him to do? And again, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm playing a little bit more devil's advocate here, but because a year's a long time, I get it. And like, but it, it his mom passed away. You know what that feels like. In case you don't mm-hmm. know, my mom, my mom lost her mom. And um, and then he lost his job and it's like, that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of things to, uh, to go through. And like, he may still be interested in her, but if he's not feeling good and grounded about himself, he's just not going to be a good partner. Like I can totally relate to that side of it, you know? But is she letting him know what she needs? I mean, it sounds like she is, but is she being clear about what she wants and asking those direct questions? Like, are we I mean, going to do you, the relationship or not? Or am I it? Where are we going here? That's the question. But, I mean, right? can you, but could you respect that if he's like, yes, like, I mean, I definitely have feelings for you, but it's just not the right time for me. Like, could you respect that? Because of the, it's not like he's just like, oh, I don't know. And he's still like out dating. I don't think, you know, it doesn't sound like he's dating anybody else in this. So I think um, it depends on the individual. I don't know if I would, but I'm not her, you mm-hmm. know? I'm, I guess I just have it from the, from the other point of view because, you know, I mean, 
I am very clear that I can't be in a relationship right now, personally. Right. Like, I can't. And right. that doesn't mean that I don't have, like, the feelings may not exist, mm-hmm. but I just can't be, I just, I know that I would not be in a place to be the right partner. So it's not mm-hmm. like I would, you know, completely want to stop talking to somebody and trying to figure it out. But I could mm-hmm. also understand the fact of, like, I just can't imagine, it's like trying to be in his head. I mean, losing your mom, I'm sure, is just awful. And then mm-hmm. having to, you know, deal with unemployment and not feeling good about yourself and just trying to get yourself. I mean, I, and, but being honest with like, Hey, like we're cool, but I just don't know that I can be, I'm like the right, I'm like the right mindset right now to do it, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I can't say that a year, I, it's been a very traumatic year from what it sounds like. So yes. I'm thinking if you really like this guy and he's already said he's not seeing anyone else, but maybe he's just not ready to be in a relationship. But you, if he really feels great to you and I mean, you've had enough time now to kind of experience him at his worst. So I would hope that would be like worst case scenario and you're still into it. Then I would say give him more time just to like figure it out. Just be clear about what your expectations are and don't let it just be about his expectations for the relationship. 888-Kramer8 is our phone number. Will you call because I feel like, I mean, does that sound right to you or do I sound crazy by saying a year is, a traumatic year is not long at all. So, uh, but I don't think you should stop talking to him. I don't know that's worth like running away and I, you may have an opinion on that or maybe you've got a story of how long you had to wait for somebody to like commit and was it worth it? Or <laughs> did you, did you set like a time limit in your head and you were like, no, you know what, I'm going to give this person just a few months and then I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, bail out if it doesn't work or whatever, or if he's not ready to commit. Mm-hmm. And if either of those sound like you, if you can call us, even if you just have that opinion, 888-Kramer8, 888-K-R-A-M-E-R-8, because that'd be interesting to hear, you know, Look how. forward to those calls. That's a tricky yes. one for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. All right, mom. Well, that's it for today. Another showdown. Okay. Love you. Love you forever. Okay, good news here at the end of the show. It's just, it's really like my way of just being like, okay, no matter what happens on the show, we can always end it positively. You can feel good. Go off into your day, your evening, doing doing your thing, right? We're going to talk about cool kids today. Got two stories about two different cool kids, and we'll start over in Vermont. So there's a girl named Leah, and she is an Emory student, and she was like getting ready for these big summer plans, but of course, like everybody, they, they get canceled because, hello, coronavirus. So she gets a call from a friend, and this friend's like, hey, there's this new initiative going on over at Yale, and you might be interested in this. There is a need, of course, that obviously escalated during the coronavirus, and then people are – there's a ton of people that still need medical care but can't leave their homes because they're either you know in fear of contracting it or seniors who are just you know the most vulnerable – to contracting it. And so in March, there's this new group called Telehealth Access for Seniors was born. It's to get communication technology such as smartphones or tablets to elderly patients who lack it and very much need it. Leah said it's more than just a device. It's literally a vital community tool and it could save someone's life. Leah joined in March after she found out, you know, everything was going to be canceled for internships and she became the head of it for Vermont. And even as a teenager, she felt super compelled to do this because there are so many people in Vermont. Let me see. It's 19% of the population is over 65, who is, uh, by the way, the rest of the country is 15%. And 10% of residents don't have access to broadband and have no access to cellular, a cellular device or even service. So since March, when this 
group started up. Uh, they have expanded to 50 volunteers, 26 states, and they've raised about $38,000, donated 825 devices. In Vermont alone, uh, Leah was able to collect 50 devices and $800. Not only do they have access to, you know, get to their doctors and talk to that, but just like having FaceTime and access to people, you know, it's uh, seniors get lonely. In fact, feeling lonely leads to a 26% increase in mortality rate. So it's really important. Shout out to her. One cool kid. Now, let's move to the other side of the world over in London. There's a 10-year-old. She's called the Mini Monet. Her name is Daisy Watt, and she only started painting four years ago, so she was six, when two of her grandparents were diagnosed with cancer, and she started to paint a picture to cheer them up. So then her mom, whose name is Karen, so unfortunate to be named Karen right now, she was like, oh my gosh, my daughter is uh, is really good at painting, so she asked if she'd like to paint a canvas to be displayed at a local gallery and auction off her cancer charities. And then bidders from like all over the world, <laughs> like saw this story and were way into it because she did this, the designs, which was like the battle of cancer. It's going from dark to light and it sold for 9,500 pounds, which is about $13,000. And it was so popular. They actually made a hundred special edition prints that um, they could sell. And those were like bought up so fast too. So since then in 2017, when she first started painting, she's earned over 50,000 pounds, which is $65,000 all of her work being donated to charity. It's actually really good. So I hope you go to the show notes and check it out. I mean, she's dang 10 years old doing all this. That's really impressive. Not, not just doodles, but these are like real paintings. I mean, they're not like fantastic, but they're, they're good for, it's for 10. They're for, let me, let me correct that for 10. They're fantastic. And since we're kind of on this parenting train, this kid train, let's end today with a comedian. His name is, uh, we do made me laugh here at the very end of the show, by the way, uh, Rod Pearson talking about how his kids like think he has it answers to everything. Kids are impossible. My son, he thinks I'm God. I'm not God. I'm not God. He thinks I have the answer to every question. He walks up, Dad, Dad, why? You hear that a lot. Why? Why do we have money? I'm like, we don't. We don't have money. Why can't we see the air? I'm like, oh, geez, kid. That's why I moved us to Los Angeles. You can see it everywhere. Look at that. <laughs> they say it's the terrible twos. It's not. It's the terrible threes, right? Because a three-year-old can talk back, right? Right? Two-year-olds talk back. You just don't know what they're saying. <laughs> Gaga. I don't know what he said, but okay. Three-year-olds talk back, but they're cocky that they can speak. A three-year-old can't say anything normal. You know, you say to a normal kid, you want to do that? They go, no, I don't want to. But a three-year-old, he's going to sell it. He's like, I don't want to! Go to bed, daddy! I don't want to! Like, who are you, Jim Morrison of the Doors? And my daughter's like, it's time to go to bed, it's true. I know it's time for me to retire. Daddy, please don't make me go. I want to find my pacifier. Why must this be the end of the show? Thank you so much for joining the show today. So much. All those videos, all the stories and the show notes to go check out. Um, don't forget to text so you can win that money this week. Partner, uh, Powered by our friends over at SDCCU. You know, it's $500. Just text the word Vegas, V-E-G-A-S, to 555-888 for your chance to win. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. I love you. Bye. Hey, Kramer, it's Eileen from Flowery Branch, Georgia. I just wanted to call uh, while I was thinking about it, about your mom and drinking the wine. You need to just give her a break. 
uh, I think it's kind of funny, and um, I'm sure she enjoys it. Also, I thought she was just getting more comfortable and confident, so I thought maybe that's why she was sounding better, and um, I didn't think it had anything to do with the wine, but I have a question for her. I'd like to know what kind she drinks, because if after four or six ounces, uh, she gets a little giddy or slap happy, I'd like to be drinking some of that. Um, Hopefully it's a red, because that's what I prefer. Um, but just ask her what she prefers. And um, also, congratulations on moving up from 15 to number three on the weekly or monthly podcast chart. Jeff shared it with us, and I didn't mean to spoil it for everyone else, but I was so excited. Congratulations. That's a huge accomplishment in just a few months. Uh, love your show. Hi, this is Jimmy Mack. Uh, Kramer. Uh, I heard what Irene said about me. Uh, I'm glad to see you've got some rational uh, fans, listeners, and fans. Uh, we need more like Irene. So uh, thank you, Irene. Uh, we need more people speaking up, you know, uh, like uh, Irene. She she knows what she's talking about. So uh, thank you, Irene. Love you forever. Hopefully, Kramer will bring me back on someday. I'm not sure. Uh, Bye now. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.